now let's move on to page 90b4. And we're going to start with today chapter 10. Shkoyach Raboisai. So, says the Mishnah. So, this is a little bit of a continuation of things that if a person takes out, he's going to be liable. Says the Mishnah. If a person stores even a minimum amount of seed, and for him that would be enough for planting. Even smaller amounts that we saw in the previous Mishnayos. So if you remember towards the end of the previous chapter, the chapter 9, for seeds, I'm sorry, for seeds, the minimum to be liable on Shabbos is five seeds, according to Rabbi Ben Bezer. So let's say this person, for him is important one seed. Okay? So he's putting away during the week one seed and for him, he's going to plant one seed because for him this is important. Or dogma, or somebody stores a small amount of substance, whatever it is, as a sample to show people. Let's say a garment. He wants to show people he has a good quality garments. And he stores even a smaller amount than the minimum to be liable. And the same thing, a small amount, he discovered the antidote to COVID-19. And he's a very, very small amount to lesser than to be liable, but for sure he wants to use that. Says the Mishnah, since for him that is important, so if he took that, he had stored on Shabbos, says the Mishnah, therefore he's going to liable for that amount. Even if it's less, than the amounts that we have seen in the previous chapters. Now, says the Mishnah, the whole Adam, but regarding all other people, in Chayabalab, Ela Beshuro, if somebody else takes out that very minimum amount that this first person has stored away, this other person, he wouldn't be liable only in the amounts mentioned in the previous Mishnayos. Because this small amount is only important for that particular person. For the rest of the people, it's not this person. The amount has to be the normal amount that is important for everybody else. Now says the end of the Mishnah, Now, after the person had took out this object in a minimum amount, but it was important for him, now he went back and brought it back into his house. Meaning to say, he changed his mind. He took out one seed, that is less than five seeds. So by taking out from inside, outside, he was liable for one korban chattas. Now he changed his mind. He said, no, what? I'm so lazy now, I'm going to be planting one seed. He goes back home and puts the one seed back into his storehouse. And now he's not liable unless it was a prescribed amount. So we saw that seeds is five, cucumbers two seeds. So one seed is not, is not liable. So because now he changed his mind and brought it from Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashanah, now that he changed his mind, it loses its importance. And for this second act, 
he won't be liable another Korban Khatas. The Gemara wants to understand the Mishnah. So says the Gemara, Lama Lele Why is the Mishnah speaking about one who stored a minimum amount? You don't have to tell me the fact that he's going to be liable, nothing to do by the fact that he had stored something. You can just tell me simply, if somebody takes out the minimum amount for the purpose of planting it, that he, he, he will be liable. Or if he takes out to use as a sample or as a medicine, he would be liable for any amount. Why do you need to tell me a case that previously had stored, stored away? said, yeah, for sure, what you said is truth. You don't need to be previously stored away that if you take it out, you're going to be liable. But the mission is telling us another Hidush. What is the case of our Mishnah? is exactly in the case that the person has stored it away for a certain purpose. And then that was during the week. Then Then the person forgot why had he stored it out. And now he's taking out on Shabbos without even remembering what was the reason why he had stored it away? So the mission is telling us that even if now at the moment that he's taking it out, he doesn't have the kavana to use it. But since by storing it away previously, he had shown that for him that amount is important, even now that he's taking a bestam without any special kavana, he's, 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 we consider it to be an important thing and therefore it's going to be liable. And look in the footnotes, that is the Kamashmalan, that is the Hidush. The fact that he forgot the Wazum to say that would cause him to be exempt. So the Mishnah tells you no. Maudatayma. So what, what, what have you might have thought? But Tuli Batla Marshavtoy, that his original intent that he had started away now became nullified, now that he forgot. No, Kamash Malan. That the Mishnah is teaching us. Anybody that does something, so we assume that he's doing it based on the first, in the original intent. So now even though he forgets, he forgot, by taking it out, he's going to be liable. Now, uh, the Gemara brings a similar ruling by Shmuel. Omar Rabbi Yudea, Omar Shmuel, Rabbi Yudea, Shmuel, Rabbi Meir would say that somebody, somebody is liable, even if a person takes a single kernel of wheat to plant it, he's going to be liable. So the Gemara is going to ask, Pshita, obviously he's going to be liable, our Mishnah already t- said that if somebody considers anything important, even the nimin- with the minimum amount, any amount would be liable. So why do we need Shmuel to tell me something that is already taught in the Mishnah? Says the Gemara, Mother Tema, there was room to say, that when the, Gemara, the Mishnah said any amount, really it didn't mean literally any amount, rather it came to exclude. Lafuki Grogres. 
that didn't need to be the normal size of food, which is a dry fig. But there was room to say <coughs> that the minimum amount to be liable of Otsar is an olive of kernels, Kamash Malan. So therefore Shmuel needed to tell us, to teach us, that no, that according to Rabbi Meir, and why Rabbi Meir? Because Stam Mishnah Rabbi Meir. Whenever you have a Mishnah with the anonymous, doesn't say who is the opinion, it's always Rabbi Meir. So that's why Shmuel came to tell us that according to Rabbi Meir, the smallest amount is literally the smallest. Even one single kernel of wheat, if he considers that important and takes that on Shabbos, he will be liable. Okay, now uh, the following Gemara, this a little bit of a dispute between Rashi and Toysfos, who is the Gemara is questioning now? According to Rashi, and that's the way Ashkol is going to present it, the Gemara is questioning Abaye, which is the initial explanation we had. According to Toysfos, this is questioning Shmuel. So let's go following Ashkol. According to Rashi, the Gemara is going to question Abaye. Maskif la Arab Yitzhak Rabbi Tzakvreda questions. I'm sorry. The following. Elamiata. According to your reasoning, Abaye. Hishev Leoitzi Kol Beiso. Now, according to Abaye, that a person had stored it away during the week because it was valuable for him, but then in Shabbos he forgot. And he took it out, Stam. But Abaye said, the mission is telling us, since when he started away during the week, for him was important. So now that he takes it out on Shabbos, even if he forgot that was important, he's going to be liable. So she says, so what was the case with a person? A person wants to take all of his house to a different domain at once. Okay? The guy is moving houses, and the only day that he has to move houses is on Shabbos. So he has in mind that he's going to move out the entire house. Now, for, for some reason, he wasn't able to, to bring out the whole house. He only took out half of the house. It says, So, according to you, could be no liable. Unless he actually takes out he goes out, he takes out it, all of it, the house at one act. That obviously makes no sense. So again, if we go according to the intent of the person, so you want to tell me, Avaye, that if a person intends to take the entire house, when he only takes half of it because he didn't do what he intended, therefore he won't be liable? That for sure makes no sense. So by response to him, no. No, in that case, that a person took out half of the house, so we can say that even if for him, he wanted to take out the, the whole house, so his thoughts have been negated because the view of everybody else is that even half of a house, only one, even, even only one item is already important. So therefore, when it comes to that, we don't follow this particular kavana. So there are three levels over here. There is what everybody does. So what everybody does for sure counts. 
and he's going to be liable. The other level is when for somebody something small is important. And the, the third level is when, according to everybody, it's not even important, so that, according to everybody, he wouldn't be liable. The Gemara continues on the Mishnah. Said the Mishnah, again, if a person stored something that for him it was important, but for somebody else it's not important, and that other person took that amount, let's go to one grain, so for this person, one grain of wheat was important. But somebody wasn't. So somebody took that one grain that this particular person had stored away and he took it out. According to our Mishnah, he's going to be exempt. Because for everybody else, we got to the minimum amount in the previous Mishnah, which is five grains. In the Hadim El Akeshuro, they're not liable except for the prescribed amount. So says the Gemara, Manis and Ben Lazar, or Mishnah doesn't follow the opinion of Shimon Lazar, and the, the, the Gemara actually brought before this Raisa that Rabbi Shimon Lazar is more stringent. The Tanya, Rabbi Shimon Lazar said the following, Whatever it is not fit to store, and people don't store don't store in such an amount. But for this particular person was important and he stored it away, the case of Mishnah. And then a different person came and carried out that amount. This second person is going to be liable. Why? On the thought, on the importance that the first person have rendered to this subject. In account of the intention of this. Okay, so after we saw it, it was at the end of the chapter 7 that we saw the three opinions. The Rabbanan is our Mishnah, is the in between. We saw Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai is even the most lenient. And we saw this opinion, which is Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon Lazar, he's the most stringent. Okay. Now, the Gemara is going to bring very interesting cases. Omar Rabbi Amar Nachman. Rabbi said in the name of Rabbi Nachman, A person took the quantity of produce, something that can be either eaten or planted in the way it is. So let's say you take a peach, okay? That you can either eat the peach the way it is, but if you change your mind, you can take the peach and plant it on Shabbos and from the pit of the peach might grow a tree of peaches. So that is the case. One took a quantity of produce the size of a dry fig out to a public domain for the purpose of eating. He initially wanted to make a picnic and eat the peach in the park, which was a complete ratio Arabian, somehow. The Nimla and then once it was already out in the Rashi's Arabim, he changes his mind, and instead of, this, of eating this peach, he decides to plant it. Or the other way around, in Amel initially when he took out the peach out of his house, he thought he was going to plant it. But once he was outside, he looked at the peach and said, you know, this looks tasty, I'm hungry, and he eats the peach. 
says Rabbi Nehmer Rabbi Nachman Chayav. In both cases, he's going to be liable. The Gemara says, Pshita, it's obvious. Zilach Avika Shura, the Zilach Avika Shura. In both situations, so uh, when the person initially did the Akira, they lifted the item to do the Otsah, it was the volume to be liable, which is like a dried fig. And then when he went outside and he did the Anaha, he placed down the object, also it had the volume to be liable. So why shouldn't he be Chayav? What is the reason? What is the Chidush to tell me he's going to be liable? So there's a little bit of a Chidush over here. Mother Teima, there's room to say the following. That maybe, you know, there's a very important principle in Ilcho Shabbos that is called Meleches Machsheves. Meaning to say, it has to be an act that you have to think about it. It's a creative labor with some thought to it. So there was room to say that the Akira and the Anacha which is the two parts we saw this a lot in the first chapter, the uprooting of the object in the one domain and then the placing it down in the second domain, both have to be with the same machshava, with the same kavana, with the same intent. So you might have thought only when a person does the akira thinking he's going to eat the object and then the, the anacha also to eat it or vice versa, only then he was going to be liable, but when it's the marshav of the Akira to plant and the Anacha to eat and vice versa, maybe not. So, so you will be, maybe there was room to say he's going to be exempt. Kamash Balan. That's why we needed uh, Rob in the name of Nachman to let us know. So let me just read it in the Gemara. So, Mother uh, Teima, you might have said, we require one's removal of the object and its setting down in the new place with the same intent. And over here it wasn't. That's what we need Rav Nachman to let us know that you don't need that. <laughs> that is not a chisaron, a lack of meleches marshevis. It was a kavana of a, a melacha. So the Akira was with the Kavano Melacha and the Anacha was with the intent of a Melacha, of a labor, and therefore you're going to be labeled. Okay, so hold on. Fasten seat bells for the following inquiry. This is going to be as Talmudic as you could imagine. Boy Robe. Boy Robe, Boy Robe asked the following question. Please keep on mind the cheshbon, the calculation. A person, suppose he takes out the quantity of only half of the size of a dried fig out. Okay? So remember, the otza, it wasn't the full size for eating, but yes, could it be for planting. Because planting can be lesser than dried fig. Let's say five seeds, okay? So is half of the size, half of the size of a dried fig, that's the Akira, the Otsar, with Kavana to plant. So he wanted to plant it. 
Now Tavcha, whatever was the fruit over there, it sw swelled and now has the size of a dried fig, which is now this, the size that you're going to be liable to take out something to eat. Then when he saw this pit that had grown this fruit, it was attractive, attracted to it, and he changed his mind and he ended up eating it. Now, so is he liable or not? In the case of Rav Nachman, from the, he said when he took it out, it was the shield of Achila, was uh, the size of dried fig. But over here, when he took it out, there was no shield of Achila, there was not a size to be liable for eating it. So in Tim Tseloimar, that is a question. If you say, Asamude Mechayev, only the Rav Nachman said he's going to be liable. The lo, the zilacha vikashura, the zilacha vikashura, because in both stages there was the the the, the 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 volume to be liable at the time of the akira or the otsa of the taking it out and the time of when he ate it, which is the anacha, and that's why he's going to be liable. But acha, but in my example, kevan de veina de afka, but at the time that he was taking out this item, lava ben shura de akira. He didn't have the volume, the size to be liable for eating it, was half of the dried fig. So maybe not. Okay, or Dilma, but maybe you can argue to me to the other way around. If a person would be silent, silent means uh, conceptually, without any thoughts. He just takes out something without thinking what for. Okay? So if he takes out something, it has sure for planting. Right? So if a person would remain silent, so to say, not deciding what he's gonna use it for, and taking it out. So he would be certainly liable on account of planting it, that you need less of an amount of an item to, to be eaten. So therefore, now, even if it grew in size, definitely it should be liable. So this is the beginning of the question. And even if you want to tell me, in the second side of my analysis, if he would have kept remain silent and just taking it out without any thought, he's going to, we say he's going to be liable. He would be certainly liable on the intent of planting. So to now he's going to be liable. Now what would be the case? If a person takes out the amount of a dry fig enough of the size to eat okay that's samka but then in the middle of the way it shrunk in size became half of the size of a dry fig the name so then he's look at this fruit that became so small and he said you know what <laughs> small fruit like this 
it won't satisfy my hunger. So he decided to change his mind to plant it. Now, so what is alaha? And again, let's try to see all the different sizes of the question. Here, if he said it would be quiet, for sure, he would not have become liable on the basis of original intent that he wanted to eat the seeds. Because at the end, there was not enough of a shiur, enough of an amount for Achila. Okay? Or Dilma, or maybe Basarash Taslinan. But we go after the, the current intent, and now that he planted it, this is enough the size to be liable for planting, Umechayev. And therefore, he should be liable. Okay? Hold on. The question continues. Vintim Tzeloima. And even if you decide that, yes, that he's going to be liable, Basarash Taslin and Mikhail, we go after the current situation. And because he ended up planting it, he's going to be liable because he has a mount for planting. Now, what happens in the case of Tzikigrogres? If a person took out the quantity too of, a, of a dried fig, that is the normal amount for eating it. Then Vetzamka, and again, in the middle of the way, it shrunk. Bechaza Vetovcha, and then it grew again. It swallowed again, and it's already the size of a dried fig. So, in the Akira had a shear, in the middle of the way, lost the shear, and, and came back to the normal shear at the Anacha. Mao. Yesh dihu leinan shabbos or ain dihu leinan shabbos. So dihu negation, it's an alacha that applies to korbanos. If somebody has a korban, an animal, let's say he needs to bring mechatas or whatever it is, a sin offering, and he sets aside the animal, and something happens to the animal that gets disqualified to be a korban. But then it's some sort of disqualification that can come back and, and, and be metaken, be rectified itself. And goes back to be okay to be offered as a korban. So we have a principle, Once a sacrifice has been disqualified, that's it. There's no, he cannot become a balchuve, <laughs> the animal that has been disqualified to be a korban, when it's gone, it's gone. So, says Rove, do we say that the same thing regarding Yilcho Shabbos? At the time of the Otsah, when he took out the food item, he was qualified to, to, to be liable. Then it shrank. So, that shrinking did disqualify completely the previous Otsah, and even if now swallows again to the normal shear, once it's been disqualified, that's it, it's gone? Or maybe not. There's no such a concept of disqualification when it comes to the Shabbos. <laughs> that is a question, and the Gemara says, take a... So, I think when the Gemara says, remains unresolved, that means, gets unresolved all the different questions that we saw previously. So, was a good Talmudic analysis, but the Gemara doesn't have an answer for any of these previous 
questions. Rabbi asks Noha question, a new question. Boy Mineh Rabbi Mirav Nachman. So he asks the following. Zaraka Zai Struma Levei If somebody takes a volume of a kazais, of an olive of truma, and he throws it into a house that the house is impure. Mao, what is the alaha? So the Gemara wants to understand what is he asking? Says the Gemara Lemai, what is Rabbi asking altogether? Elaine and Shabbos, if he's asking regarding to the loss of Shabbos, whether a person would, would be breaking Ocho Shabbos of Otsa, of of, a, of a moving from domain to domain by somebody throwing truma from one domain to another domain says what is the question he's telling kazais the siphon and olive and we're speaking for already many dapim that the minimum amount of food is not an olive is bigger than that which is a, a dried fig so obviously he wouldn't be liable for transgressing shabbos no ilinian tuma and if the question is, what about this truma? Maybe it's going to become tom, it's going to become impure. Says the Gemara also, regarding how much of a food item in a house of tuma becomes tummy to transmit tuma is kabeitza, is the size of an egg. Kabeitza ochrimoinan is equivalent to an egg's volume of food stove which is double of an olive. So also he wouldn't, that, that food item that he threw wouldn't become impure to the extent to make other things impure. So then what is his question? Says the Gemara, Yeah, you know what? Rabbi is really asking regarding Shabbos. So what is the question? This is the scenario. There's a case there was already food inside of the house that was impure. But it was less than the volume of an egg. That that's what we said that is the minimum to convey tuma. Now, now that he, this person threw another amount of food with the volume of a, an olive, so this new small amount of the morsel of, of food thrown into the house, that it landed next to the previous one. So together, already have the amount of an egg. So for sure, regarding Tuma, these two food items combine and become impure. And they also, and the main point that we're dealing with, now they're ready to also convey tuma to other things because already has the volume of an egg. So the question is, my so since midemitstarevlinian tuma, since now these two morsels combine regarding the lack of tuma, allowing the consolidated mass of food to transmit tuma. So the question of Rave, do they also mechaev namelin and shabbos? So the first, the person that threw this morsel should also be liable regarding Shabbos that now it also has the volume of a dried fig? Or Dilma, or maybe you say no. Call in and Shabbos, regarding to Shabbos, the volume of the dried fig is always necessary and he didn't throw a kazais. He, he didn't throw 
and drive it through Lezendat. So that is Rob's question. So if it's okay for you, it might take maximum another five minutes, but let's move a little bit into side B, and we're going to end up the Gemara until the next Mishnah. Just maximum five minutes Blinedar, that's a shame. So this is the question of Rabbi. Omalei, so Rav Nachman said to Rabbi, Tanisua. So we have a Brisa that answers your question. Abashuloimer, Abashu says, Shteyalechem, Hevelechem Apanim. There's the challah, the bread that it was in the base of Migdash. One was the two loaves of bread, and one was the show bread. There was 12 loaves, one for each tribe. So their amount is of a dry fig. Now, where am I? Now, what, what is this Raisa speaking about this amount? Lemai? So, um, so what, what is this Raisa telling us that the amount of this bread is like a dry fig? Lemai. Lema, Midelein. So let's just say, since in reference to Yoitze, leaving the temple, so what happened like this? Any foods, like these two loaves of bread or the lechem apanim, if you take it out of the, of the, of the, of the hall of the Beis Amikdash, then it becomes invalid and you cannot eat it. So if regarding that, it's only bekazais. So regarding the bread that becomes disqualified by taking out of the temple, even just a kazais would be significant. So let's say Elaine and Chavez, not be bekazais. So the friends with Chavez, the transfer should be should be also as kazais. So that would that, that would be significant, right? But the price is telling us they're not. That you also need a kegrogeres, like a dried fig, in order to break Shabbos. So you see that just because regarding Ilchos uh, invalidation is being invalidated, it's not valid anymore to be eaten with a lesser amount, it doesn't mean that also you're going to be breaking Shabbos that with such a less amount. You need the normal amount for Shabbos. It's the same thing in your case, Rabbi. So says Rabbi, no, Achi Ashta, how can you compare them? Hotam, regarding the case you brought, regarding the loaves, Mide Afke Azara. Once a person takes it out of the walls of the temple courtyard, if Beyoitse, it's already been disqualified under the law of offerings that left the, the base of Mikdash. But nevertheless, a Shabbos Lomichayev is still regarding Shabbos. It hasn't been liable. Meaning to say, in the first stage of taking it out, he hasn't broken taken from Reshus Ayahi to Reshus Arabim. So the liability, the invalidation of the bread regarding the temple already happened before the liability of Ilho Shabbos happened. Adem Mafik Lele Reshus Arabim, until we wouldn't be liable until the person takes the law into a public domain. So, because 
those two transgressions or those two, no, not transgressions, but those two invalidations happen in different times. Maybe that's why the fact that it became invalid regarding the temple, it, it didn't cause it to be also transgressing Shabbos. But aha, but in my question, Shabbos when this kazais that was thrown landed in next to the other food item in the impure house, so then at this very same time was the anacha, was the landing, which is the end of the transferring from domain to domain, and at the very same time they combined to become impure. So maybe in that situation you can say, since regarding the lack of impurity, it had enough of an amount to be impure, maybe also regarding all Shabbos, they can also combine to be liable for transferring from domain to domain. So that is a question. So that, is, that, that, that was a question, and therefore Robert's query remains unresolved. So if you give me, let me just finish until the Mishnah, one more minute, Brother Hashem. One, two more minutes. So the very end of the Mishnah said, Chazadich Nisoy, remember that if the person that had stored away that item when he was already in the public domain came back to his house and put it back, he won't be liable anymore, only the size for everybody else. Says the this is obvious. Why do we need the last case of the Mishnah to tell me this? Because once a person decided not to plant one seed, so obviously it's not any more important, and he should be treated like any, any other person, that you need at least five seeds. Amaravayavai came to explain the last part of the Mishnah. What are we dealing at the end of the Mishnah? That the person that wake, went back sorry, to the private domain, he threw that seed back into the storehouse. Okay? And that place where that seed landed is recognizable. So there was room to say the following. Since its position is this distinct, you can still recognize where this seed landed, so maybe the maybe the seed maintains its original status as something that was specially set aside, and maybe he's still going to be liable. So that's why we need the Mishnah to let us know that no, once he threw it back into the storehouse with all the other food, the battle is considered that he annulled that intent, and therefore he wouldn't be liable.